That's good. Thank you, young people. Take our Bibles or your Bibles tonight and go to Acts chapter number two again. Uh, Acts chapter number two. And uh, tonight we'll be, I'm going to try to breeze through uh, some of this and we'll uh, preach more uh, on the topic <clears throat> uh, another time, but uh, because of the business meeting uh, tonight as well, uh, we want to be mindful of the time. And, uh, and uh, uh, it's unfortunate for Brother Goodman that we won't be out before the Bills game uh, is done. Do you take his phone? All right, you guys, Bills fans? No, no, all right. Uh, make sure he's paying attention, and uh, so uh, football season. But uh, we'll begin reading tonight. You can remain seated. Uh, we'll begin reading. We'll just read two verses, verses 41 and 42. The Bible says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless our time together tonight. Again, uh, the preaching of your word uh, and uh, all of our business at the end. Uh, we just pray that you bless us, please. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, so Luke, uh, the writer of the book of Acts, of course, under inspiration of Scripture, uh, identified four activities that we're looking at uh, over the course of the next few weeks uh, that captured the attention and the devotion uh, of, of the early church and the church at Jerusalem. And uh, these activities uh, were the driving force behind everything that they did. Uh, and we talked about a little bit, uh, well, uh, not a little bit, this morning about what the Apostles' Doctrine is. Uh, but simply put, uh, the Apostles' Doctrine is... Uh, the, the body uh, of teaching, practices, standards of conduct uh, given and established by uh, the writers of the New Testament, uh, the apostles of the Lord, uh, and, uh, and they um, uh, were uh, what people followed. But uh, the question really comes to is like, what, you know, what is uh, this doctrine? Um, where did they get it from? Uh, and the answer is simple uh, from the scriptures. Uh, of course, they have the Old Testament scriptures uh, at that time. Uh, then also the Lord himself as he taught them during his earthly ministry. Uh, and then uh, the uh, apostles uh, as the Holy Spirit of God directed them. Uh, and so in Acts chapter number 2, uh, when the scriptures say for them uh, to be continuing steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, uh, they were primarily dependent upon the teachings of Jesus uh, and, uh, and the Old Testament scriptures. And then as the New Testament books that are in the canon of scripture were written, uh, those, of course, were included. And there's a lot to be, uh, I guess, taught and preached on uh, in regards to uh, all, how that was all compiled. Uh, and a little bit of insight in the sense that God is saying for them to continue in the apostles' doctrine. And so the letters, the teachings of the apostles, um, were uh, as they were collected and read to the churches, uh, were included, obviously, in uh, the canon of Scripture. But um, remember, the Bible says that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Amen. So there are, uh, in the New Testament... Uh, at least, um, there's probably, there may be more, but 855 uh, direct quotations uh, in our New Testament uh, Bible uh, that come from the Old Testament. Uh, 78 of those uh, are from the Lord Himself as He quoted uh, them in the Gospels. And so, uh, quickly tonight, I want to just touch on those three different areas. Judaism, the Old Testament Scriptures. Uh, and, uh, and then, of course, the ministry of the Lord, uh, and then the uh, writings of the apostles. So um, Judaism, 
of course, was the pre predominant uh, religion of the Jews. And, uh, and uh, not to get into all of that, but we, the Old Testament scriptures uh, were what um, uh, the Jews followed. Uh, the sacrificial stuff and Levitical law and uh, all of uh, that was what uh, Judaism was based on. And we know that the oral Torah, uh, the Pharisees and uh, the uh, scribes and those of that day began to add to. And that's how religion gets messed up, by the way. Uh, when you begin to add to. And re remember when uh, in the book of uh, Galatians and letters that Paul wrote when they're talking about the commandments of men, uh, that's talking about the, uh, the, the oral Torah, all right? Uh, and there were all kinds of uh, rules and interpretations of that. Uh, and uh, 613, in fact, interpretations of uh, Sabbath laws, uh, some of the many laws and regulations uh, governing the Sabbath that they added to, uh, you know, that we read about in the New Testament were uh, things like allowable distance to be covered during the Sabbath, uh, and there were, they would debate about all that. We read about the Acts 1, uh, there would be no healings or exorcisms on, on the Sabbath day, no plucking of grains on the Sabbath day, no carrying of uh, bags, luggage, uh, including mats uh, on the Sabbath day. Uh, they had regulations on top of their regulations. Uh, there were regulations concerning hygiene and sanitation. Uh, there were ceremonial, social things. Uh, and, uh, but when it comes down to it, Jesus spoke against a lot of those regulations. For example, he said, um, you're worried about paraphrasing, uh, being defiled, not washing their hands and, and eating food with unwashed hands. Uh, and he rebuked them about that because that was uh, extra regulations that were added from the oral Torah. Uh, and then he reminded them, it's what comes out of the mouth that defiles a man, and what comes out of the mouth uh, comes from the heart. So he spoke against uh, some of these regulations. Um, he broke a lot of them. <laughs> uh, when you look at the life of Christ and in what he had done, uh, especially on the Sabbath, uh, and, uh, and of course he declared himself to be Lord of, over the Sabbath in Matthew chapter number uh, 12 and verse number 8. Uh, so... All that he did, uh, he uh, indicated that he didn't come to abolish the law and the prophets, but to fulfill them. Uh, the scripture says that in Matthew chapter number 5. So the Old Testament uh, is where the apostles drew a lot of their doctrine and their teaching. And again, 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Uh, so we don't, as New Testament believers, set aside the Old Testament as being uh, something we don't follow uh, because it's part of Scripture. Uh, and again, it's in, it, so many times it's quoted in the New Testament. Uh, and as I've preached before, and again for sake of time, uh, all the moral laws of the Old Testament are still intact. In uh, some of them have been made more stringent under grace. For example, uh, the Bible says, uh, you know, thou shalt not kill. Uh, but the Bible also teaches in the New Testament Jesus uh, saying that uh, if we hate our brothers, like we've committed uh, murder already. So ceremonial law concerning sacrifices, uh, ceremonial law in Levitical law concerning uh, diet, uh, things that they would eat, those have been uh, changed or uh, altered uh, through New Testament teaching. Uh, but uh, we can't go back and just cherry pick um, Old Testament scriptures, uh, I, you know, uh, what I like to do is when somebody tells me, well, that's Old Testament. So I say, well, if it's Old Testament, you don't got to follow it then? Uh, and they're like, well, and then I just point out all the crazy Levitical stuff that we, um, that we do follow. 
that if we didn't follow it, I mean, our lives would be an absolute train wreck. And, uh, and so, like, oh, well, that's different. Uh, and it's like, no, you see, you can't just pick and choose. And, uh, and by the way, I mean, uh, there's, uh, anyways, there's a lot of Old Testament scriptures. All of it is profitable for, for doctrine. And, uh, and, uh, for, and doctrine is teaching. Uh, it's instruction. And, uh, and we are uh, to, uh, as New Testament Christians, uh, follow that. That is part of uh, the apostles' doctrine. But also, it was the teaching of the Lord. Of course, he called them all out uh, and, uh, and from all their walks of life and where they were living and, uh, and made them fishers of men. And uh, so his interactions uh, with them uh, are a lot of what we uh, believe to be the apostles' doctrine. So when he began his ministry, um, Jesus was perceived as a threat uh, to the established religion uh, of that time. In the Sermon on the Mount, for example... Uh, he said things like, you have been told, or you have heard it said. Uh, he said, but I tell you uh, this. Uh, and that's in Matthew 5, verses 17 uh, through verse 48. Uh, he is quoted six times as saying these things in that sermon. Uh, and, uh, and you can look all those up. But this was a, uh, a, a radical uh, interpretation of Mosaic uh, doctrine uh, and an attempt uh, by uh, himself uh, to uh, uh, establish himself as an authority, obviously, in religious matters. He is the authority. He, he's God. Uh, and, uh, and so it was not very well received. Uh, of course, we know uh, that uh, many of the claims that he had made about himself and who he was and uh, who his father was and who sent him and I, my father, and one uh, brought on him uh, many, many uh, difficulties. Uh, and, uh, but uh, his teaching... Jesus' teaching was clearly distinguishable from Mosaic teaching, all right, and, and the law. And uh, his followers followed him. And his sayings were hard sayings, and some of the things that he said drove people away. Um, uh, people came because they, uh, they wanted something from him, and, and times today is no different than that. A lot of people uh, will go to church because they want God to bless them uh, and, uh, uh, and help them. Uh, but th- through it all, uh, the apostles understanding uh, and appreciation of Jesus's teaching uh, is, uh, is how they formed much of their beliefs. Uh, and so as you read the Gospels, uh, you see, uh, if you have a red letter edition uh, Bible, you see all of the parables and things that he taught, all the lessons that he brought, um, the miracles and things that he did, uh, the instruction that he gave them about their future and, uh, and uh, that the gates of hell were not going to prevail against the church. Uh, all of that uh, helped form what the apostles' doctrines were. Uh, so it was the Old Testament scripture, uh, and it was also uh, the teaching of Jesus uh, himself. Uh, and then the role of the Holy Spirit. Uh, now we have in our hand the complete word of God, and I'm, and I'm thankful for it. Uh, and the faith, as we talked about in Jude 3 this last Wednesday, uh, the faith once delivered unto the, uh, unto the saints. Uh, we, I am uh, cessationists, and what I mean by that uh, is when the Word of God was complete, when the apostles uh, had written uh, and the canon of Scripture was formed, that which was in part was done away, uh, and uh, we have the Word of God. We are not to add to it. We're not to take away from it, uh, and it is, uh, it is perfect. Uh, it is without error. Uh, it is God's preserved word. Uh, therefore, we have in our hands, and people parse words. Uh, if you have, I believe, I'll just put it out there. The King James Bible 
uh, in my opinion, as, as many, many uh, people's opinions, is the infallible Word of God. Not because it was doubly inspired, but because it was, it was God's Word preserved. And, uh, and so all the Old Testament scriptures and uh, you know, manuscripts that are extant and the Greek textus, receptus, and all of that stuff, uh, God, uh, God did it, uh, God breathed it, and we have in our hands today uh, His revelation uh, of Himself to us, uh, but they didn't have it. So as the apostles uh, were, uh, were going about in, uh, in serving uh, in the church at Jerusalem, the, the ministries that were started by the Apostle Paul. In fact, I saw some people debating the other day uh, about um, uh, the gospel of the kingdom versus the gospel uh, that Paul preached. And what are we, uh, and all of the, you know, the, basically people were poking fun at um, hyper-dispensationalists, and I wish they should in, in some respects, but um, the gospel that is preached uh, in the New Testament epistles uh, is different than what Jesus and those what he preached, John the Baptist preached, uh, and uh, when he walked. Uh, and we can't have the New Testament till there's a death of a testator, and so uh, there's a lot involved in that. Uh, but Jesus made the apostles aware that he had a lot to teach them, uh, and that he couldn't give it to them at that time. Uh, he promised that the Holy Spirit would come uh, and teach them and guide them into all truth. John 14, uh, 25 through 26. Um, John 16, uh, 12 through 15. Uh, John, uh, the apostle, uh, was later to write uh, that uh, the anointing of the Spirit of God teaches believers truth uh, in 1 John chapter number 2. Uh, and so Paul and Peter, um, again, they drew heavily upon the Old Testament scriptures uh, and then God uh, through inspiration, breathed through them uh, his word, and they penned it all uh, down. Uh, so on the day of Pentecost, for example, um, Peter quoted um, Joel, <laughs> uh, the prophet Joel, about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter number 2. Uh, he went on to quote Psalm 16 uh, and, uh, and uh, revealed in that message that the Holy Spirit was referring to uh, to, uh, to Jesus and not David uh, at that time. And, uh, and so uh, they, um, uh, God used them, the Holy Spirit, um, and spoke through them. And then we have uh, a more complete understanding of what the apostles' doctrine is because we have all of the books in the Bible that were written by them and uh, people that were closely associated with them, as I mentioned, uh, James in particular, uh, this morning. So what constitutes uh, the Apostles' Doctrine? In my opinion, uh, the Apostles' Doctrine includes, uh, but it's not limited to, the following. And this is uh, a long list, all right? And so you don't have to, I'm not, I'm not going to give you all the scripture references. I might give you one or two as we go down through. Uh, but, but it's, when I mentioned earlier on about the theme and I said I'm going to, we're going to look at all the Apostles' Doctrine and describe what they are. Um, in a nutshell, it's the Bible. It's all the Bible. Uh, and, uh, and we're to obey uh, the Scriptures. Uh, and, and so sound doctrine, as I referenced this morning, um, you, can't, you can't be in disobedience to God's Word uh, and, then be, um, and then claim to be doctrinally sound. Because doctrine is the teaching. And when we live contrary to the teaching 
of the Word of God. Uh, that is a doctrinal issue uh, because we're not following uh, the teachings of the Old Testament, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, as He leads and directs through these apostles. But uh, there's a bunch of it. For example, uh, the, uh, the strong, a strong, the apostles' doctrine is a strong affirmation of the Bible, the inspired scriptures, as the final rule for faith and practice. Uh, and uh, the Bible teaches us that in Acts 1, uh, Acts 15, um, the preaching of the resurrected Christ, and He's our only Savior. He's the only, uh, the only one. Uh, he's the only way to heaven. Uh, these aren't just um, articles of faith or um, a statement of faith. Uh, the, it's, it's, it's more than that. It's, it's all of it. Uh, and uh, it's, the, it's preaching repentance and faith in God through Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sin. It's the promise of the Holy Spirit, uh, including uh, His empowering uh, of us as believers to preach the gospel. The giftings, uh, not the sign gifts, but God gifts us all. Uh, he, he places in the church um, uh, pastors and evangelists and, uh, and uh, in all of that. It's all a work of God. Uh, worship, uh, the, the, what the Word of God teaches us in the the apostles' doctrine in the Word of God about worship, about uh, and, and not just music, in uh, singing, in worshiping God that way, uh, giving is worship. Uh, we can we can worship in prayer. There's a, there's an aspect of uh, all that we do corporately as a church, our church life, and how it should be organized. Um, all of that's in the Bible, um, and it's laid out for us so that we can know how we have to behave ourselves in the house of God. Uh, and we, we have to follow what, they, what the Apostles' Doctrine says, what the Word of God says, not what you know, Dr. So-and-so and what this church over here does. Uh, and the Bible is the final rule of faith and practice. Uh, standards of discipline uh, in the church and an application of, of sanctions that were made uh, against uh, individuals, some of them named in, uh, in Scripture, all of that. Uh, the standards of discipline come from uh, the Word of God. Uh, and uh, instruction, doctrine, teachings on marriage and family life. Ephesians chapter number 5 and, uh, and 6, Colossians, uh, Colossians 3 and 1 Peter 3, 1 Corinthians 7. Uh, these are all to be followed. Doctrinal things, not preferences, not just, that's, Pastorino, that's just your interpretation. Um, it's one interpretation. The words mean what the words mean. This is what, uh, and, and we are to study the word of God to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be shamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth, yes, but, uh, but it, is, it is to be followed. What a lot of Christians say, well, that's, you know, that's just you Baptists, or that's just your opinion, or that's just your take on things. It's just not the case. It's, this is what the word of God says. Uh, and, uh, and if we don't obey it, if we don't follow it, then we are, um, we're not sound. Uh, we are heaping unto ourselves uh, teachers having itching ears because we can't endure sound doctrine. And it's not, you know, we can't endure uh, the, um, the articles of faith. Uh, it's not that we look at, you know, the doctrine of, you know, the, of soteriology, the doctrine of salvation, that we're saved by grace through faith and we can't endure it. It's, it's what we can't endure uh, is instruction and doctrine and teaching on all of the things that are included in the apostles' doctrine. Uh, and uh, uh, concerning marriage and family life, um, uh, instruction about work ethics. Um, you know, if, uh, if, if you are not a person who uh, gives 100% your job at, and work as unto the Lord, 
you're a slug or whatever, and, uh, and, uh, and you don't, you don't do th- all things as unto him. Uh, we, when we do that, we're living in violation uh, of, of the doctrinal apostles' doctrine concerning work. Uh, and, uh, and again, <clears throat> the danger, can't get into all that, but the danger, or not the, not the danger, but the, the habit uh, that a lot of Christians have is that when the apostles' doctrine is preached, we preach you know, what Paul says about whatever, uh, and then we go to the, the Gospels and take the words of Christ and try to um, trump them. Um, here's one of the easiest examples, and you can just work it through. Uh, Paul um, teaches us that we're supposed to judge righteous judgment, uh, talks about discernment, um, all of the, um, the application of discipline and sanction in the local church body. So much is said in the New Testament about, uh, about how we as Christians are to judge. Uh, but when somebody doesn't like judgy Christians, uh, they go to the words of Jesus and say, Jesus says, judge not. And, uh, and it is a departure from the apostles' doctrine. Uh, and even it's a misunderstanding of what Jesus himself was teaching about judgment uh, in the uh, Beatitudes themselves. Um, uh, the apostles' doctrine concerning separation from the world uh, and consecration to God. Uh, you know, the, uh, the Bible says, Be holy, for I am holy, saith the Lord. To come out from among them, be separate. Uh, and uh, warns us about who we should, um, we should be with and who we shouldn't. Tells us not to walk in accounts of the ungodly nor stand in the way in sin- of sinners. Uh, and uh, so there, there is a time, according to the Apostles' doctrine, where separation uh, and division, biblical division, uh, is required. Uh, and, um, and, but we, but we, we have to follow it. That's part of the apostles, uh, uh, the apostles doctrine, the apostles teaching submission to, to governing authorities and civil responsibilities. And, um, I was talking to some people after church today and, and, uh, and, you know, tax evasion had come up, not that they were doing it, but, uh, but Bible says render under Caesar what is Caesar's. And, uh, if you owe the government, um, your taxes, you should pay your taxes. And, uh, and if we don't, it's a violation of the apostles doctrine. Uh, and it's also Jesus' word himself when he says to render under Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. Uh, and, uh, and so um, av- avoiding those things. And I'm not talking about, you know, every, every loophole the government gives you, run through it. All right? Uh, you know, uh, and I'm not talking about deductions and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, one example that, that is out there for us is, um, there were um, like Kent Hovind and th- that whole crowd. Uh, he they refused to pay um, employment taxes and everything uh, for the people that work for them. Uh, for example, uh, it, it, you know whatever people get paid at what you get paid at your job, your employer has to pay more. All right. Uh, so, like for example, we go over our finances uh, today. One of the line items that is in there is that uh, the employment taxes, Social Security, um, you know, all, all of that kind of stuff, workers' comp. Um, well, our church paid um, almost thirty-one thousand uh, dollars in the course of the year um, to Uncle Sam. Uh, we're, we don't pay federal taxes in the sense of like on our properties and all that kind of stuff, uh, but um, but we pay it. Because if you don't pay it, you go to jail. Uh, and if you don't pay it, it's not right. And uh, we can compl- I complain about it, uh, <laughs> but I still gotta, we still got to do it. Uh, and uh, so um, submission 
to, to governing authorities and civic response. Romans 13, 1 Peter chapter number 2. Um, uh, scriptures concerning the suffering and persecution uh, for the sake of Christ. Um, the Apostles' Doctrine concerning salvation and redemption and sanctification and justification and holiness. The book of Romans and 1 Corinthians uh, 6 and uh, the book of Galatians. Uh, uh, instruction concerning faithful and sacrificial giving. Um, about helping the needy and, uh, and, and being um, uh, uh, you know, uh, generous and uh, all of that. Uh, that's part of the Apostles' Doctrine. Uh, scriptures concerning spiritual warfare, caution against false teachers and uh, erroneous doctrine, uh, Acts 20 uh, and uh, 2 Corinthians, uh, the death uh, of Jesus Christ, the resurrection, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the hope that we have in Christ, the believer's hope in the, second, in the rapture, in the second coming, uh, the end times and uh, in the return of Christ and uh, all of that, that's all the Bible uh, and it is the apostles' doctrine that we are to continue steadfast in, that we are to stand up for and, uh, and to fight for and to defend. Uh, and, and our responsibility, and I hope in the future, as I elaborate uh, on not all of these things, because it's, I, it's really, you know, uh, it's all the Bible, and we can't cover all of the Bible uh, this year with our, with our theme. But what I want you to take away from today this morning's message, if you're in here, uh, if you weren't, try to watch it uh, as it's played back on the Facebook page. Uh, and then tonight uh, is that as we continue um, steadfastly in the Apostles' Doctrine, uh, that um, o- o- obeying the Word of God uh, is, is really where um, churches today, Christians, not as a whole, but in a lot of places, uh, we're, we're trying to excuse away obedience to Christ, the law of Christ. Remember, the Bible said in 1 John, we read this morning, that if we don't obey the doctrine of Christ, we don't belong to God. Right. Uh, and um, in fact, we were, um, uh, Autumn and I were talking a little bit this afternoon, and, uh, and, uh, and we're going over some things, and, uh, and, uh, and it's like, well, there's, there's this thing here, but, um, but they have sound, sound doctrine. I'm like, well, time out. Um, if, if we don't, if we don't uh, obey the Lord uh, in the Apostles' Doctrine, can we really claim that we're sound doctrinally? I don't know how many ministries and pastors um, through my life and time uh, in ministry, or being a Christian and in churches, to where um, I've heard people say, well, um, they don't have this position or they don't have that stand or they're not, they're not obeying Apostles' Doctrine concerning Sanctification, separation, personal holiness, um, uh, all that God says about that. And they say that doesn't, God doesn't care about that. Uh, and uh, what he cares about, and they'll go to the Gospels and, uh, and, uh, and talk about you know, other things. But if we are in disobedience to, to scriptural principles uh, that God has laid out uh, in these letters, the apostles, the, the Gospels, uh, we cannot claim to be sound doctrinal. Uh, so when we separate uh, as a ministry, uh, like we will uh, tonight uh, from a missionary, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm praying for them. I, I pray that they'll reach people for uh, the Lord. And, and, uh, and, but their practice, uh, to me, does not line up with uh, the teaching of the apostles. 
Uh, and since it doesn't line up with the teaching of the apostles, I can't, I can't support an, a, a, a ministry that is not doctrinally sound. You say, well, wait a minute. They believe in the King James Bible and, you know, the virgin birth and, you know, in salvation by grace through faith. Those are articles of faith and that's part of everything, but that's not all of it. Uh, and, uh, and when we try to take the practical side of the apostles' doctrine and lay aside, it's not important. Uh, and we say we've got to focus on major on the majors and not minor on the, uh, on the minor or major on the minors. Um, we are, we're missing a big point uh, that I hope that we can get across uh, this year uh, in this instruction uh, that I'll be preaching on. And so I really want you to focus in uh, on obedience to uh, the Apostles' Doctrine. Uh, and then tonight, in particular, as we go through our business meeting at the end, uh, we have to put that into uh, to practice, unfortunately, uh, and we'll be doing that in a little bit. And so what we're going to do tonight, uh, we're going to, um, in fact, Miss Amanda, if you can come to the piano, uh, we'll have uh, an invitation. I invite you to stand. Uh,